Welcome back, all my optimists out there. I'm Jessica, and I'm back with episode three of Excuse My Anxiety. On episode two, we discussed the definitions of anxiety and fear and how if they get imbalanced, it could lead to a variety of different anxiety disorders. So today's objective is to help you beat social anxiety or any kind of anxiety disorder and find your comfort zone, aka your happy place. However, finding that mental happy place can be a challenge and it can be a challenge for several different reasons. Those reasons can be internal, totally within your own mind, or those reasons can be external and they can be impressed upon you by other people. Because you are my most important concern, we're going to start with you. You're my most important factor. So we're going to start with the internal. And that means a quick look inside. So as humans, we have a tendency to hold on and remember more negative experiences rather than the more positive experiences. Essentially, that's how we learn to do things better in life and in relationships. Trial and error, making mistakes and getting better in life. And a pursuit of perfection to get better each time we do something. But in that pursuit of perfection, we lose the impact of those positive experiences that we've already had. And we kind of get caught up in things and in a rat race, chasing these unlearned lessons that we keep trying to learn over and over instead of exploring new experiences. Prime example, setting goals and looking to the future and then we find a reason to back down and not pursue it all the way. We stop, we become stagnant. So that's what I want to address and find some ways to combat that inside yourself. So the way that I would approach combating those negative thoughts, I advise identifying and categorizing those negative thoughts. And the way that I have done it is to put them into four different personas, four different ways that it comes across in your mind and tries to antagonize you. So let's get into these four personas. So the first guy, we'll call him Mr. Mind Reader. This guy knows every negative thought in everybody else's head. He knows it before they even say it. Do you know this guy? He's the guy that's saying in his head, I know they don't like me. I know they're talking about me. I can see the look on their face. I can tell they were talking about me when I walked up. Sometimes those things play in our heads and it can be a bit irrational because we may not have proof. So we have to counter those thoughts. So that's Mr. Mind Reader. He's our first guy. Number two, Mr. Fortune Teller. He predicts anything catastrophic that's going to happen. 
every scenario has a negative ending. If we're going swimming, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to drown. If we're driving over a bridge, the bridge may collapse or there's going to be an earthquake. If we're going to the beach, it may be a hurricane out in the Gulf. This person knows everything negative that's going to happen before it happens. But is it irrational? You have to ask yourself that question. Number three, Mr. All or Nothing. He is an extremist. They all love him or they all hate him. He's got no middle ground. The problem with that is to be an extremist means to set yourself up for failure. Because if they all love you, then it's unrealistic to you. How could they all love me? That's unreal. And then if they all hate you, that's a problem because it's negative and it's an overwhelming negative. So Mr. All or Nothing, he's a mess. It's a ball of mess because he's never happy with the love or the hate. So we definitely have to counteract Mr. All or Nothing. And number four, my favorite, Mr. Amnesia. Mr. Amnesia only remembers negative, hurtful times. Mr. Amnesia never remembers any of the fun times that he's had with anyone. Doesn't remember fun times at school, fun times with family. Mr. Amnesia doesn't remember having any friends. So Mr. Amnesia is a very sad, depressive little persona. Likes to drag you down and make you feel very depressed and lonely. So some of you may be familiar with Mr. Amnesia. So that wraps up the four personas, but I do want you to take a moment and ponder those. Think about those personas and think about which ones you can relate to, because you may be able to relate to one or more than one or all of them in some cases. It's, it's situational and it's individual, person by person. So throughout your day, think about it. Nothing you have to think about for a long time, maybe five minutes or so, because you will know, you will instantly identify and be able to point it out within minutes. So those are the four personas. Once you've identified the specific self-talk persona that you can identify with, you have to go in and I suggest that you actually write them down, come up with at least 10 positive statements to counteract those negative statements from Mr. Mind Reader, Mr. Fortune Teller, Mr. Amnesia, Mr. All or Nothing. Write down those positive statements and continually use those positive statements to combat that negative self-talk. Use that. Put that in your toolkit. It will help. Moving on to the external factors. And we also have four external factors. They are categorized as job stress, relationship stress, school stress, and financial stress. So the way I decided to do it is give you one tip because each one of these could actually be an entire episode on its own. So I just decided to give you one tip today for each one, not to overwhelm you because I really want you to focus on the external, but still give you some tips where the 
internal and external are both being addressed in some kind of way where you're not at a point of being overwhelmed, where you're able to see some improvement right away. So for job stress, your job is not something that you can just up and quit. It's your livelihood. So I'm well aware that you're not able to just up and quit your job because it's stressing you out. So one thing that I would advise is the breathing techniques. This is one where breathing techniques will work. You can't always get up and leave, but you can excuse yourself to go to the restroom or take a break. And all you need for this is 60 seconds. Wherever you are, if you're in the restroom, lock the door, cut the lights out and do a deep breathing exercise for 60 seconds. If you're in your office, lower the shades, cut the lights down and do 60 seconds of in through your nose, out through your mouth. Slow that breathing down for 60 seconds. Don't think about anything. Just clear your mind. Let your shoulders drop and just release that stress and tension in your body and then go back to your work and what was stressing you and approach it different and it will help with the job stress. And that's something that's immediate. Relationship stress. Calm communication. Make an effort when you're communicating in your relationship to be calm. Your point will not get across if you're giving it in an aggressive manner. And exercise, wink, wink, within a relationship will also be beneficial. Third on the list is school stress. For school stress, my advice is organization. Have yourself organized. Be on time for things. And not even so much as get an organizer, but your classes, your homework, keep up with deadlines. That's what I mean as far as organization. When you have a paper due, don't wait till the last week to start on it. If you have a study group that you're supposed to be attending, keep up with that. Don't fall behind. That's what I mean when I say organization. It goes a long way and those skills will also transfer over into the workforce. And if you're in grad school, then you're probably also in the workforce. So you know that already, that it's going to be transferable. That skill is transferable. And last but not least, financial stress. As hard as it may be, the advice for financial stress is to sit down and make a reasonable budget. I'm going to say that again. Reasonable budget. And the last thing is stick to it. Stick to the budget. (laughs) And you will see some improvements in the financial stress Just knowing that you're able to stick to it and that you're working towards your financial goals will relieve some of the angst and apprehension about your finances. So those are my practical tips for the external factors. And all in all, that is my advice for managing the social anxiety and beating the stress and getting in your comfort zone and finding 
your happy place. Be blessed and I'll see you next time for Excuse My Anxiety. <laughs>